podcast. This is a show of how non-conformist social entrepreneurs are changing the world. And today is the very first bonus episode of this podcast with a dear friend of the podcast family, Matthew from the West Coast Radio. Oh, thank you very much. Good to be here. Uh, you know, uh, this is a good spot. I'm already feeling very welcome. The ambiance is warm. That's how I would describe it, warm. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing to be. There is no better conversation than one with another podcaster. I'm so privileged to have you with us today, Matthew. So before we start, I'd like to reach out to the audience to say that you can find Matthew and his podcast on Instagram at West Coast Radio underscore, which is W-E-S-T-C-O-A-S-T-R-A-D-I-O underscore. Hey, I got to say, listen, the pleasure on my end is immense as well, because I was telling you the other day, it's not, it's not often that I get to speak some, to somebody who has who is as accomplished as you are. You've done some real cool shit. Can I swear on the show? I'll try not to swear too much, but a little bit. Yeah, a little bit is fine. Okay, you've done some very cool stuff. Uh, we're both athletes, so we've connected. School's very important to both of us. So, uh, you know, I've enjoyed talking to somebody who's accomplished such tremendous things in both of those areas. We like to travel too. We got a lot in common. We do, we certainly do. And we had an amazing one and a half hour recording session yesterday. And what fun that was. So, Matthew, let's, and you mentioned you, you are uh, partly Korean, partly American. And I'd love to get into your childhood and, you know, please describe how was your upbringing like in the United States, coming from this diverse background, and what did you want to become as a child? Well, I was born an army brat. And what an army brat means is you were born the son or a daughter of somebody who is in the army. And... Uh, we moved around all over the place. So I was born in Texas on a military base around San Antonio, Texas, that area. And then we moved to Chicago, uh, North Carolina, Washington, uh, North Carolina, Florida, and then back to Washington. So I moved quite a bit early on. You know, childhood, I found joy in sports. Um, I think I had a lot of energy. I got in trouble all the time because of that. Not a good student. And then, uh, you know, again, I found success in sports. And that's where I figured out. What, what do you out, mean not a good student? You scored 3.7 GPA in your uh, undergraduate. So you're playing it humble. No, I failed out my first year of college. Uh, and, and I failed out because I didn't, I, I didn't believe that school was going to set me up to do something excellent and something that I wanted to do, which meant broadcasting. And I still don't believe that. I, I've later found that school has a lot of benefits as far as enriching you as a human being that I think is invaluable. Is it worth the American price tag, $48,000 a year? Fuck no, go to a public school. But, but college was great. I had to discover that after failing though. I was a terrible student for a long time. I have so much energy, I can't sit still. I hate to sit still. And you know, teachers, oh my God, and in the US, they don't get paid shit. So they're boring, six hours of all day, by the way, and I encourage the audience to do some research into this. We don't teach anything the right way. Look at how the US school system teaches math. It is so wrong and it makes it so boring and ineffective. Look into it, folks. Don't, don't take it from me. Take it from a, a scholarly source somewhere. Anyway, long story short, I had a ton of energy. And when I failed out of college my freshman year, I realized how easy it is for the, the world to forget about you. So I had to get my ass in gear and go back to school. To, to finish a long answer, my father went to Afghanistan. He was deployed for a year. And in the US, when your dad, if your mom or dad goes to war after 9-11, then you get four years of free school. So I also couldn't pass that up. I could not pass up four years of free school. So 
I went to community college. Do you know what that is? In the U.S., community college, right, right now it's the best option. In the, in the U.S., college is so expensive. So community college is basically, it's a local college where you can get the first two years of your course load taken care of. Uh, here's the truth. A lot of people are there because they fucked up. Uh, most people are there because they made a mistake. They didn't do well in school. Uh, other people are there because they didn't have money for regular college and they wanted to get rid of, you know, like basic credits the first two years worth of credits first before transferring. Those are the smart people, especially moving into this economy. That's going to be the way to do it. Um, but uh, community college is basically you, either old people are there or young people that messed up. That's a broad overstatement or people who couldn't afford it. Yeah. 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 Who was your early inspiration for podcasting? You mentioned you, you were not inspired by the traditional podcasters such as Tim Ferriss or uh, Joe Rogan, but you were inspired by the radio hosts. So who was the one inspiration and what about them inspired you? I'll never forget it. I always loved talk radio. I always enjoyed it. I remember being three years old, sitting in the back seat of my, you know, my parents' van, and we would listen to self-help talk radio. So people would call, oh, my God, my, my husband's leaving me. I don't know what to do. Help me, Dr. Laura. And Dr. Laura would say, get a grip. You have to be a strong woman. You have to get a grip. Do you have a job? No. Well, get a job. You know, shit like that. I, I would listen to that. And then when I turned 14 years old, I heard Howard Stern for the first time. Do you know Howard Stern? Yeah, I've heard his name, but I don't know much. Oh, my God. Howard Stern inspired me to go on this journey. Number one, because I was born to do this because I'm curious. I love to talk to people, and I love to just figure out what makes you you. But I didn't know how to channel that. And then when I heard Howard Stern, I found somebody who was equally as curious. But when he's in a radio booth, people don't think he's weird. People don't think he's you know, too invasive for asking too many questions. There, they think he's awesome. They think he's something important because he documents stories. And somebody who documents stories makes people immortal. Right now, we're, we're, we're becoming immortal, my friend. When this, when this podcast goes on the internet, it's not going away ever. The aliens in 100 years are going to look back on this podcast and go, oh, shit, that's pretty interesting, I think. Anyway. So I listened to Howard Stern, and he made me feel like he was right next to me. So I was in my bedroom sitting there listening to Howard Stern. I forgot that I was listening to him through the radio. I, in my head, I was like, man, he's right next to me telling me a story. So that's my goal with podcasting today. My, my goal, when you come to my show, number one, I want you to feel welcome no matter who you are. You are welcome. And number two, I want you to feel like, I'm, I'm not doing a show for you. We're doing a show together. Wherever you are, if you're driving home from work, I'm right next to you. That's the feeling I want you to have. I'm part of your community. So Howard Stern started that for me. Opie and Anthony, they're very rude, uh, immoral people, but gosh, did they make me laugh. That's a pretty good show too. All of this stuff is on YouTube if you want to look it up, folks. Um, those are my two inspirations. So the big ones, Opie and Anthony and uh, the Howard Stern of all, you know, overall. Howard Stern, Howard Stern, He's called the king of all media. He is such a force. He sued the Federal Communications Commission, and he won. Nobody sues the American government and wins. He did. Wow, that is quite something. And you mentioned you love to speak with people. And yesterday, it was the best podcast I've ever been on. I felt so welcome. I felt like home. Oh, thank so you. Thank you. 
So you must have been in a lot of conversations. What is this one conversation that has shaped your life or has been the best conversation, best story ever? It was with an angel. And you can't tell me otherwise. An angel saved my life. I was an intern. By the way, some people are going to listen to this and think, man, what a weird fucking American hippie. And my answer to that is you're probably right. I don't know. I just am who I am. So I was cleaning rat poop off of 20,000 Easter eggs for an Easter egg hunt. My boss refused to buy new Easter eggs. That's a long story, and I can't really get into it. I was an intern at, a, at an independent radio station, which in a sense is a beautiful thing looking back on it. That, those don't exist anymore. Media in America is run by corporate giants out of New York, LA, and Chicago. They syndicate to the small markets now because it's cheaper. It's a sad thing, but I came from the real deal. I came from an original, independent, mom-and-pop-owned radio station. So too fucking cheap to buy real or a new set of Easter eggs. Rats had gotten into the storage. Uh, it, it was in a hot human attic. There was candy from the East. Do you know what an Easter egg hunt is? I don't know. It's a Catholic thing. Yeah, Easter egg is like the, the Catholic people hide the eggs and the children have yeah, to go and yeah. found it, right? Yeah. So the shit intern before I got there did not clean out the Easter eggs properly. And the rats had gotten into the attic. They had gotten into the box where the Easter eggs were. They shit everywhere. And it was my job the next year to clean up all of the rat shit out of these eggs. Now, this should show everybody how much I wanted to be on the radio. Um, anyway, I'm cleaning rat shit off of these eggs, and some homeless person walks into the room that I'm cleaning the eggs. And he says, man, what are you doing? And I explain to him what's going on. He tells me, you know, I didn't always used to be homeless. I used to be a business person. I had a girlfriend in an apartment, but that's just not what God wanted me to live my life for. So I gave it all up, and I decided to heal people spiritually. And if you give me $40, I will heal you. <laughs> At this point in my life, I was so lost. I, I, um, I, was, I had just failed out of college. I had faked the internship. I had, I had written a fake contract. I had written a fake letter from my college because I didn't have the grades to do an internship. So I was at a low point, and I was just struggling. I wasn't making any money from the internship. But this guy says, hey, I'll, really what he told me was, I'll give you an interesting story if nothing else. So he hands me a book that he wrote, and I have it to this day. Um, I can show you it if you want it. Do you want to see it real quick? Yeah, let's see it. All right. It's called it, – and, and what we're looking at, folks, is it's a, it's a Word document, and it's about 20 pages. It's, it says – how I Got Rich, The Greatest Rags to Riches Ever Told by Jason Kuzma. That's what it says. Really, a lot of it is, is very strange. It talks about crystal healing, yada, yada, yada. And I won't, I won't, I'll spare you the details as to what happened, but the most important thing that ever happened, and I have it on a record to this day, is I asked him at the most insecure moment of my life, I said, listen, um, you've just spiritually healed me. You have an idea of what, what's going on with my energy. Uh, could you please tell me? I have incredible dreams. I, I know exactly what I want to do. I'm willing to die for it. But I just don't feel like I'm that person. And I don't know how to become the person that's going to achieve what I want to achieve. Will I ever be that person? And without skipping a beat, he looked at me in the eye. He says, you already are. All you have to do is choose to be that person. Because I'll tell you what, my friend, you don't wake up and become a different Matthew. All you are is who you are. And that person is good enough if they choose to be. And I was looking at him, and I was like, man, a homeless person is saying this to me? And you get, you get a supernatural feeling. There's a few moments in everybody's life when you get a certain feeling, and he was an angel. He saved me. That mindset changed my life forever. 
That's what, that's why I keep saying one foot in front of the other. That's how that came in my head. And I'm still in contact with him every now and again to this day. Um, he's a drifter. He doesn't like Olympia, Washington because it's a shit town. They need to get their shit together. Uh, he wants to go to Vancouver, BC. Uh, Olympia has got some issues with how they treat their homeless, how they take care of their homeless. Um, Olympia is sort of like, look the other way, just let them do whatever they want. So there's, you know, poop on the ground, needles everywhere. It's not good. Um, Anyway, that's the most memorable conversation I've probably ever had just because of the impact it had on me. It's such a, uh, a turning point in my life. That's a massive story. That's a life-changing story that right there. A lot of my friends and Americans and everywhere in the world need to have this uh, pivotal moment in their lives. And it's nice to hear your story behind that. So what are your plans ahead with the West Coast Radio, and how do you plan to take it ahead? I'm glad you asked that question. And I've been putting a lot of thought into it. Uh, about a month ago, I was offered a sponsorship with a CBD company. You know what CBD is? Is that market is that? overseas? It's like the part of marijuana that doesn't get you high. Um, really, it's a scam market, but it sort of fits into the health craze that's going on. You know, it'll make you healthy. Soccer moms who want to, you know, be a little bit edgy. They want to seem cool. They're around 35. They want to feel 25. They'll, they'll show their friends, you know, like a C, it's called CBD. That's the chemical in weed that doesn't get you high. You know, they'll take CBD gummies. Oh, look at me. I'm cool. It really doesn't do shit to you. You have to take thousands of milligrams for it to be an actual medical medicinal dose. What they sell at a grocery store is like 50 milligrams for $60 total, total scam. Anyway, one of those companies was going to work with me on a sponsorship deal. Wasn't a lot of money. Um, and I thought, is this, is this what I want to do? Do I want to, you know, be kind of a, a greasy individual? Do I want to back a product that I don't believe in? It is money though. And I don't have a lot of money. I'm living at home, you know, um, not a lot of money's coming in. And I'm like, no, no, I can't do that. So I was looking into a lot of different ways that people are marketing podcasts and that people are making a middle-class living by doing, uh, you know, either film or YouTube or podcasting. I'm wondering how are people doing that? Musicians, how are they making a living nowadays? And what's really interesting is, you know, 10 years ago, you have either poor, really, really successful people, people that make it to ESPN, people that make it to CNN. But right now, something really interesting is going on. If you have 10,000 incredibly intimate, close community members that appreciate your content, if only 1% of them buy merch every month, 1% of them use extra Patreon, you know, they, they pay for subscriptions to Patreon content, well, right there, that's a, that's a living. You've got a living right there. And that's 10,000 people. So, you know, depending on your relationship, with even 10,000 people, you can make $100,000, $150,000 through merchandise, through Patreon, extra content that people pay for with the, with the central foundation of a free show. Because that's the most important thing to me. People will always come to me. I will always have a free show. Always a fucking free show. That's the foundation. But merchandise, that's how musicians are making money right now. Because Spotify, you don't make money through that. You make money through merchandise. You make money through extra content. Have you heard of OnlyFans? That's in the pornography sort of category. But OnlyFans changed the world of how people consume pornography. Do you, do you know what it is? 
So for the audience, OnlyFans is basically Instagram, but you have to pay eight ninety nine a month to see nude pictures of mostly females, but it, it, it's whatever. And what that did was it took pornography from being a movie-consuming experience to a virtual girlfriend experience. Now, that's, that's, that's coming to media, too. Think of what you're doing with Instagram. You're, you're their virtual best friend. You're their virtual community member. You're their virtual conversational member. And when they wear your T-shirt, when your friends wear your T-shirt, that's family. They're just wearing the family member's T-shirt. You know, it's more than just a fan of the show. That's what social media can do for media and middle-class incomes moving into right now, not even the near future. I, that's what I believe. So that's my goal. Can I get to 10,000 incredibly intimate um, intimate community members that appreciate my content. Um, uh, my goal is to also, you know, just keep finding people like you, people that are exceptional, people that are hardworking and have dreams. I, I, having a dream is the most wonderful thing in the world and talking to people about their dreams is my favorite thing. Uh, that's my goal. Um, also, I, I think at some point, I'm 25, I, I got to find somebody to share my life with. So I'm thinking about that too. It's not just career goals with the podcast. Um, that's yeah. That that's what's on my mind. Those are my goals right now. That's awesome. That sums it up to a very well well structured answer. Now let's get into a lightning round. So Matthew, you'll I'll ask you a series of questions and you have to answer them in a most quick fashion. Are you ready? I'm ready. Sounds good. So what is your favorite podcast show called? The Church of What's Happening Now, hosted by Joey Diaz. Why is it your favorite? It's just real. It's authentic. You want to talk about breaking the barrier of screen or sound or, um, you know, speaker to consumer. He breaks that barrier. You are right there with him. You're, he's yelling in your ear. You can feel the spit hit your eardrums. I love it. It's a filthy show, but it's a real show. It's an honest show. It doesn't get any more honest than the church of what's happening now with Joey Coco Diaz. Sweet. Tell us about the one moment in your life that you felt you made it, the happiest moment of your life. The happiest moment of my life. I'm not sure, but I can tell you that a moment when I knew that I was going to be able to do anything I wanted to do based off of work ethic. Right before I crossed the marathon finish line for my first marathon, I knew. Because for me, that was the barrier. That was what exceptional people did. And that was something for most of my life I didn't think was possible because you know, there's this idea, I think, that that I had. I don't know if other people have it. I don't have it anymore. That you're, I used to have an idea that you're, you're born for excellence. So some people are born for it. Some people are just not. They just live their life, and that's how it is. Um, and then when I ran the marathon, I was, I, in my head, I, I knew. I had, I had broken that, that threshold in my head. I was doing what exceptional people were doing. And also, it was a wonderful moment because for the first time in my – for the first time, in a, in a really, really long time, or maybe ever. Think about a marathon. Think about an Ironman next time you run an Ironman, who you're surrounded by. How many times when you go to like the Ironman Expo the day before to get your bib, are you surrounded by 99% of the room is hardworking and ambitious to the 1% of the 1%. That's a crazy thing. 1% of the US will ever run a marathon. And when you're in, when you're in a room or when you're on a street with only those people, that energy that you're surrounded with, that's fucking palpable. So I would say when I was crossing the finish line at the marathon for the first time, that was just, that was the turning point. Where I was like, I got this. I'm going to be all right. Sweet. That's a one powerful moment right there. Now, what is one embarrassing moment of your life 
If so, would you like to share that with us? Oh yeah, I shit my pants when I was 11. Um, I learned, I, I, I pancakes sometimes will fuck my stomach up. So if I'm gonna eat pancakes, I need to have my cup of coffee and tell me, stop me if I'm being too inappropriate. Uh, if, if I'm gonna have pancakes, I've since learned I need to have a cup of coffee, you know, then take a shit, go about your day. But um, I, was, I was about to leave. I, my dad was getting moved from Florida to Washington. And my best friend at the time, his mom was going to treat me and my best friend to a full day at one of the craziest theme parks in the U.S. I mean, extreme rides. So that morning before we go, she treats us to a full pancake breakfast. So we drive there and everything. I'm 11, I'm 11 years old. This is 14 years ago. This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> All right. Um, so we get to the theme park and she pays extra money so that we can skip the lines and everything. And the first ride, it hit me as we were going straight down. I was like, man, my stomach hurts. And I knew I was going to shit my, my pants. I knew, no, I knew I had to shit, but I was too embarrassed. I was too insecure to say I had to take a shit at the time. I don't know. I freaked myself out. So I didn't tell anybody. And I just tried to, just tried to hold it in. So I told his mom, I'm not feeling good. I think I'm going to skip the rides. I'm not feeling good. She gave me a Sprite and she told me to sit down. So then I sit down and I try to like hold it in, but I, I shit my pants, dude. I just totally, I shit my pants like 10%. And I remember the theme park was so crowded that day that a British couple, it was a, it's called Bush Gardens. It's a very famous theme park. And a British couple sat next to me to eat their lunch and as soon as they sat down, they smelled me sh like they smelled the fact that I shit in my pants and they got up and they walked away. I was mad embarrassed. Anyway, um, here's where the, the fucked up part is. So we had about another hour and I was trying to hide that I shit in my pants. So I was hiding it. And my friend's mom kept blaming my best friend's little sister because she was like seven. So logically the seven-year-old shit their pants and didn't say anything but because it wouldn't be an 11-year-old you know a fifth grade is too mature to do that anyway after about an hour she comes up to me she says do you need to go to the bathroom and I go yes yes so I go to the bathroom I shit my brains out and then I I don't like to take my underwear off because I don't like the tip of my dick to hit the zipper it hurts really bad you know what yeah. I mean yeah so I left my underwear on like a like an idiot, and there was shit on the underwear. So anyway, we rode back the whole way with like shit on the underwear in the car, and they were all talking about how the car smelled like a zoo, and I was so embarrassed, so embarrassed. And uh, I flew three thousand miles away and never looked back. The next day, <laughs> it's quite a story. That is quite a story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most embarrassing moment of my life. Mm-hmm. What is your one podcasting hack? My one podcasting hack. Oh my goodness. Um, hack, hack, hack. There is no hack. That's the thing. Um, when, when, I mean, define hack, I guess. I'm sorry. And I hate to say that. I hate to ask that. It's a, it's a shitty question. Could you define a, a hack for me? What do you mean? Yeah. So one hack for me to get the most guests on my show is I use Canva. I make out nice templates. I write a nice invitation and then I send it to them. So the number of people who have said yes to me has gone up than the no's that I used to get 
uh, earlier. So that is my hack, using Canva to send invitations. Mm, interesting. Okay. Um, here's my hack. My hack is more an emotional thing. So for me, I'm very shy. And we've talked about this a little bit on, you know, yesterday, but I get very shy. And even before speaking to you yesterday, I was very nervous. Um, and something that I have to constantly remind myself is when I was playing football back in the day, my coach, also my dad, he used to say, there's a, there's a such th- – pain is an interesting thing because you can break it up into two categories. There's good pain and then there's bad pain. And I think that's the same thing with nervousness and being shy. There's good nervousness and there's bad nervousness. Bad nervousness is when you know, there's a premonition that you're in danger. And then in that situation, you should get out. But there's also good nervousness, which is you're in the pursuit of something you love and it's so important to you that you're getting nervous. And there's demons whispering in, whispering in your ear. Oh, just cancel the interview. Cancel the podcast today. You can do it in a week. Yeah, you're not ready today. Those are demons. So whenever you have good nervousness, you have to consciously remember to lean into it. That's God's way of saying, or whatever you believe in, that's their way of saying you're on the right path to what you enjoy. You're on the right path to being successful in a way that you enjoy. So you have to lean into the nervousness. Just lean into it. And, and that's something that I have to remind myself to do all the time. So uh, if you're struggling and that's something that you have to constantly remind yourself, I'm right there with you and we'll get through it together. Sounds like an awesome tip. That, that, yeah, that's something to think about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that brings us to the end of the rapid fire round for uh, the Planet Impact Podcast's first bonus episode. So guys, if you want to hear out more of Matthew's work, check him out on Instagram at West Coast Radio underscore. And you can listen to his podcast, West Coast Radio, on Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. It's absolutely a pleasure to have you speak with us. And it was one of the most lively, passionate, honest interviews I've ever had on the show. What a great day to start. What a great podcast to start the week with. Well, hey, I hope this won't be the last time that I'm on the Planet Impact podcast. I, I no, certainly no, of course hope. not. Oh, wonderful. Well, uh, this, uh, you know, listen, if it's uh, up to me, then you will be back on West Coast Radio many times as well. Certainly. Absolutely. We'll keep in touch as we will. And we'll have you again very soon on the Planet Impact podcast. Wait, could I say something real quick to the audience? Please do. All right. Hey, I just want to, I want to thank you so much. Munton. Did I, am I, I practiced my pronunciation all day. Munton, did I get it right? A little better? Yeah, yeah it is on spot. Munton. All right. Uh, I just want to thank you for the platform. And I want to say to everybody who enjoys Munton's wonderful program, hey, try me out. Just uh, listen, you don't have to take a 20-hour plane ride from wherever you are to Seattle. It's a very quick virtual trip to West Coast Radio. And I'm going to take care of you. Sometimes I may say things that are a little bit shocking. I understand that. But you're going to get who I am, 100% who I am. You're not going to get any of this phony baloney bullshit. You're going to get exactly who I am. So here's the thing. Try me out like a pair of jeans. You don't like me? Put me back on the shelf. Never look back. But try me out because uh, I would really, really love to have you in my corner of the digital universe as well. Awesome. What a delight to have you on the show. And with that, you've been listening to Planet Impact Podcast, a weekly show on how non-conformist social entrepreneurs are changing the world. And this was the very first bonus episode 
with a fellow podcaster all the way from Seattle, Matthew of the West Coast Radio. We'll see you again next week. Cheers.